What's going on, everybody? This is Patriot Underground. So before we begin the show tonight, I just want to say a few words on behalf of PatriotSwitch.com slash Patriot Underground. You see the web address right on your screen. This is an amazing company, folks. I want to urge everybody to click the link in the description and check this out. This is an amazing opportunity to reallocate your financial resources with all of your spiritual and political values, folks. These are great products that are made right here in America. Top quality. This company has a 90 plus percent retention rate for a good reason. They have amazing products, amazing customer service. And most importantly, you'll sleep better at night knowing that you made the switch along with 2 million other Americans and growing every single day, folks. This is a financial revolution in the making. We have the power to completely upend the traditional big box system. And I do believe that Patriot Switch is a huge step in the right direction. It is a no-brainer. We're talking about a purchase that you're going to make regardless whether you do it with the good guys or whether you do it with the bad guys is up to you. But I urge everyone, once again, please click the link in the description. It is worth your while. PatriotSwitch.com. I wouldn't steer you wrong, folks. All right, everyone. Enjoy the show. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is June 17th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So tonight, I am very excited to bring you Patriot Roundtable number 13. I absolutely love these conversations. It's a great opportunity for my audience to get together and really to share their thoughts with the rest of the audience and expand this conversation. It really is an enriching experience every single time. Matter of fact, we opened up the, the call here about an hour ago and we've just been sharing ideas. So I think hopefully tonight's going to be a really good conversation. So what I always like to do is just go around the chat here and just introduce everybody briefly, have them introduce themselves to the audience, say hello really quickly, and then we can uh, get rolling. So why don't we start off by saying hello to Rhode Island. We haven't seen her in a couple of roundtables. We definitely missed you, Rhode Island. It's great to see you back. So glad to be here, Patriot. Um, I've missed all of you so much, and I'm just uh, looking forward to this great conversation this evening. Absolutely, as am I. All right, so let's go over and say hello to American 75. Well, hey, what's going on, Patriot? Um, yeah, I'm uh, from Nashville. I uh, have always been interested in truth and justice. This is one thing that's driven me since I was a young boy. Um, you know, we really have to get back to learning about one another. And, and I think this is a, a very interesting uh, time. We have families that have now shifted in and out. They like to play on the consciousness of our freedom and our love, and they like to keep us divided. This is something that must be addressed all, all the way down to the single family unit. We, we have to get our connection back with one another so it is we can move forward because as long as we stay divided, there's absolutely – no way this is going to end quickly. And as a matter of fact, you know, what we have going on in the country now, this is a fight. Yeah, we can make it easier, but 
we have to stay in it. I, I even think a couple decades from now, we're still going to be in a better place, but the fight will never end. So I think we have to start teaching our, our youth and our young adult males and females to learn how to give back into the community instead of just, you know, the nice cars and, you know, having everything, you know, uh, we have to get back to a roots base, I think. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's going to be a big part of what our discussion tonight centers around based upon some of the things that we were talking about before we hit the record button. So I, I absolutely agree with you. I think we were honing in on that concept of how the world is changing. And I think we're going to explore that in some detail. So it's great to have you American 75. I really appreciate your willingness to come on and share your views with us tonight. So let's say hello to Patricia. How are you doing? Hi, Patriot. I'm so happy to be here. I, uh, have to admit, this is the sort of latest community that I've joined, and I'm still looking for even more because everyone that I'm in, and I'm in several, is different and is special, and um, it, it is a part of um, my journey. And I, I'm just so happy that I could uh, I can share uh, my uh, uh, thoughts and um, and and uh, beliefs with the with the group tonight. Well, we're excited to hear your perspective as well. I know Patricia, you were part of the Patriot Chats as well as well as American Seventy Five and Sarah, who we're going to say hello to in just a moment. And they decided they would make the crossover tonight and actually do a recording. Uh, so I don't know if uh, have any of you recorded before? Actually, uh, done a recording? American Seventy Five is this your first? Yeah, this would be my first recording as far All as right. like breaking Congratulations. out to the public. Yeah. Congratulations. Excellent. Patricia, what about you? So I was in the in the last recording. Oh, you were in the last round table? I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you were also on the on the Patriot chat as well, right? That too. Yeah. I do them all. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Have you have, have you done any uh, recorded podcast? Oh, definitely not. No, no. All right. Well, welcome. Welcome to the welcome Thank to you. the uh, the journey. All right. Well, it's great to have you with us, Patricia. Soaring Dove, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, everybody? It's so good to be here. It's great to have you, Soaring Dove. Yeah. I don't think it would be a roundtable without Soaring Dove. I don't know what we would do. I don't think we've ever had one without you, Soaring Dove. So, you know, whenever, no, whenever I see you is... log on, I, I think to myself, this... the audience is going to be happy. They love you. Well, I I love being here. This is number 13. I haven't missed one yet. And hopefully I never will. And um, it's just it's just fun to me. It just charges my battery to come into this group and be able to just let it flow and let it come out. I, I swear it's God talking through me. I don't I mean, it's I'm not this smart. You know, I can't put this stuff together. It has to have to be flashed in my brain first. And then I I just opened my mouth and here it comes. And I just want to be a vessel to spread whatever God, the real one, wants me to say. Because there's so much confusion in the world today. It's all about feeling that energy that you are connected to from God that you feel in your heart. And if we all do that, then we live in heaven. And that's our goal is to get everybody there because n not one of us can go there without all the rest of us. 
Amen. Beautifully so, stated. Well, the, we're like a giant amoeba, you know, it wiggles and it wobbles and it moves and, you know, part of it gets over the line when the rest of it isn't, but eventually it all gets over the line. And that's what we're trying to do the best way we know how, because we were lied to so bad, so big. And it's even to the point of what I see is becoming so clear. I think it's memories. Uh, I think I'm activating more of my DNA. And memories, I mean, images are coming, I mean, details of some things. And pieces are fitting together, big chunks are fitting together. And I'm seeing a whole picture of what they originally laid out and then what they let us see. And I'm finding all these connections to all these systems that are painted, you know, pretty and, and flowery on the front part that we see. And they tell us it's this, and, and it's really not that, it's something else. And and they use our emotions because that's what they feed on. And they've got every way to turn our emotions any way they want them to go, whatever they're hungry for. If they want us to be exuberant and happy, they can drink that loose too, just as as much as they can drink the, the negative, you know, agonizing emotions loose it's all it's all energy you know and and we are the we are the emitters of of their food and they don't like high energy i can tell you that they don't like us to be high energy because they can't tap into our level of frequency and that's what we have to do is get the frequency high enough that they just don't exist, like turning a light on in a dark room. You can't see anything in there until you turn the light switch on, and then when you do, the darkness can't stay there. It cannot exist in the presence of light. That's right. Mm. That is why Jesus came here, the real one, not the, not the fake one. And I that's just my opinion, and I, and I don't want to offend anybody or even go there right now because I just have a I've got a theory and I, and it, it's, I think what everybody is also feeling and stumbling on in the, in the, in the religion end of things where, I mean, that was their control system, in my opinion, it didn't, yeah. it wasn't supposed to be that way. That's not the true real uh, God and Jesus and Jesus bloodline and, and uh, him coming back and saving us. It's not because he died. It's because he lived. That's my opinion. That's just my opinion. It just makes sense to me that that's the power that he had. He brought it here and he gave it to us through his DNA. And I believe while the real one is staying alive and hiding, they had to create this circus for us to look at and distract us. Oh, Otherwise, wow. So you feel the distraction was even happening even back then on that oh, yeah. concept. Oh, that's oh, very think, interesting. I, I think it I think it was planned that way before Jesus came here. All right. Well let's let's put it let's put a, a pin in that conversation for the moment and then we can circle back to it. Let's say hello to Will. Tell us what's on your mind, Will, really briefly, and uh just let us know how you've been. Um Doing well, blessed as always. I have to keep reminding myself what I experience in the physical 
is temporal and what's eternal is spiritual and that's what's real that's that's reality um but i, I um my prayer my hope is that this roundtable will be uh, therapeutic for you patriot and for each of us that are here participating and for everyone that's listening that will listen to this that, that it'll be therapeutic because we all need to be together and join as one and and help each other and I was specifically in closing this opening comment is I just want to recognize Atlas that uh, we miss her and that we're thinking about her. Absolutely. Amen to that. We always do miss Atlas when she can't join us and we wish her well. So ATX Patriot, welcome to the show. I think this is your, your first time with us based on our conversation. I think you have some really interesting information. I'm very honored to give you the platform to share it with us tonight. Welcome. Well, Patriot, I'm so happy to be here. Um, as you said, I've, I've, this is my first recording, my first podcast. I've never, um, I've never, you know, done anything like this, experienced anything like this. And it's, um, I just wanted to share really quick, you know, it, it's ironic that in my professional life, um, <laughs> I do, you know, multiple Zoom calls a day. I travel around, I present to the CEOs and CFOs and CTOs of Fortune 500 companies uh, on a regular basis. And I never get nervous, uh, in those meetings and, and coming into tonight, um, I was, I, and I think partly because I, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but I just wanted to share that, you know, I mentioned I was in such good company earlier, the more that, um, that Patriots talk, uh, on this call, um, the more comfort I feel. And I just sort of had this sense of calm come over me where I feel like I will have um, the clarity and the articulation to be able to really get the information across in a meaningful way. And I just thank you so much for um, everything that you've done and you taking the initiative to, to start your podcast, to start doing your shows, to give people like me an outlet to just come and talk. Someone mentioned earlier that it's one of the most therapeutic things that we can do. And I completely agree. And I don't think there's any better place to do it than right here. Absolutely. Well, thank you, my friend. And, you know, everybody walks away from these roundtables. I mean, everybody who participates for sure, but I think a lot of folks out there who listen, who resonate, you know, this is an incredible experience. I mean, what we're doing is we're pioneering something that I think is going to be the foundation of the new age, which is coming together and sharing our energy, sharing our consciousness, uh, raising our vibration and basically just resonating in love energy. That's what this is all about. I mean, sure, we share information. We share ideas about how all this is going to play out. And certainly we're going to get into that tonight. But the core of what this experience is really all about is our own personal and collective awakening. And coming together and doing that certainly has been, it's really been the great honor of my life to be a focal point, to be able to bring people together. And so I'm very honored, once again, that you could join us tonight. So I'm very Excited to hear what you have to say. Let's say hello to Destin, and then we'll say hello to Sarah, and then we'll start getting into some topics here. Hi, and um, hi, everybody. I'm from Destin, Florida, and I do podcasts sometimes sporadically um, when time allows. <laughs> and um, just want to yeah, wish Yeah, you everybody... sure do. You make the rounds. I know. <laughs> just want to um, wish everybody out there a happy Father's Day, early Father's Day, and um, let you guys know that this too shall pass, 
and hopefully tonight we'll give a lot of you guys some um, much needed uh, wind in your cells. So I absolutely. Amen to, to that. We look forward to hearing from you, Destin, always. Last but not least, Sarah, how you doing? This is your first experience with a recorded podcast. You probably have the nerves just like everybody else. I totally understand <laughs> it. But, uh, you know, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. God always shows up to these conversations. We're in good hands. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you, ATX, for, for being so vulnerable on it. I was, um, I'm Sarah. I'm from, from Canada. I just crossed the ocean yesterday. So I'm now um, in Spain. But, um, you know, I was a project manager for over a decade. And so I would do presentations. I mean, I would facilitate meetings all day. And um, just since my awakening, I've just spent so much time alone. And so I do get anxiety, social anxiety. Um, but it's also just being vulnerable and, and talking about, yeah, our awakening experience. I mean, you can't get more vulnerable than that. So I definitely have the nerves tonight. My heart's beating, but you know, it just means I'll, I'll speak from the heart. So just, just thank you Patriot for, for what you do for putting this together. And, um, I think it was Phil that was talking about unity and, I mean, what better way to to bring us all together and just this is this this is what consciousness and the awakening is about. So thank you. Well, absolutely. You know, the nerves for me, I think the that that means we're about to do something important. You know, that I think it's a uh, it's a natural thing to feel a little bit nervous first time you're in a in a situation like this when you're sharing your thoughts with the world. I can definitely relate to that. Um, but, uh, it's been the most rewarding experience of my life personally. And I know that everybody who comes on here and shares a bit of their heart and their soul and their perspective and their views on things. I mean, that's, that's, what's so beautiful about this is I'm, I'm, but a voice, but if I can bring together and pull together several different voices to present to the audience, it resonates with so many more people. It just has an exponential effect when people, I mean, you'll see, you'll read the comments tonight and people will say things about what each of you said, and it's it's an amazingly rewarding experience, and it's very important. So I'm excited for this conversation, so I think we should probably start digging into some of the things that we were talking about before we hit the record button in uh, Rhode Island. I, I think I started off with you, and you, know, you were making some uh, observations about how the energy is shifting, and certainly we're very much in a phase right now of a quickening, where we can all sense what all of us, I think, have had a, a tangible sense, a peripheral sense of for a long time, but we can we can almost feel as if the people around us are starting to get affected by that shifting energy as well. That was one of the things you were talking about, as well as, you know, the overall topic of people waking up and questioning. I mean, even in the Patriot community, we're still questioning, you know, who are the good guys in this whole, you know, epic movie that we're watching. So uh, why don't you just kind of relay some of the thoughts that you had shared with us in the beginning? I think it's a great way to start the conversation. Oh, thank you so much, um, Patriot. Well, I'm just thinking back at like the last couple of weeks, I was just trying to reflect on just the general energy and, you know, you can call it frequency or, you know, even as, as much as I've been awakened for many, many years, it has almost tipped me to so that I'm somewhat unnerved. I mean, I don't really even know how to describe it. I am, I feel like I am uh, extra spiritual and connected and 
nothing can push me off of my center, but I even feel kind of unnerved, like electric, electrified. I'm not exactly even sure how to describe it. And, um, you know, the energy is up and down and scattered and, and confused. I feel like many people are distressed, suffering, um, you know, even saddened. And uh, as much as the people uh, who, who might be connected to an awakening for, you know, recently or for many years, you know, it, I think the people around us um, who are now just kind of discovering um, certain thoughts, um, maybe their reality isn't what they, the reality they thought they were living in wasn't, is not really the re reality that they're living in. Um, you know, they're somewhat like you had mentioned, just, um, you know, just distressed and basically changing the, um, the, the energy flow. Um, you know, I think we are in a, you know, a, a war, it's a physical energy war, which is partly maybe why I'm somewhat unnerved, but it's a spiritual energy war. You know, it is the war between good and evil. We are right in the middle of it. Evil's not going to give up easily. And so they're projecting out. And, you know, now I, I do think uh, the light wins, God wins, um, and the strong, I th I really do feel like there is a, um, um, a sentiment change. And I think mankind, man in just man period is standing up. Um, I, one, you know, I try to cite its examples. Um, I, part, a lot of my frustration over the years really has been that I just don't see people standing up and it has just irritated me. I I'm not sure why, like, why doesn't this bother mm -hmm. anybody? Why wouldn't they stand up for the good versus the evil? But I feel like they're starting to stand up. I feel like there's momentum, but there's some distress in that moment. You know, that's why it's building. People are standing up because they're distressed. Um, um, there's, you know, saddened um, about the institutions that are all collapsing, that have to all collapse. Um, so, uh, you know, it is a, a frequency energy war, um, you know, the a spiritual, physical. And I, I feel like in my own life, how do I, because I want to be an aid to the people around me and the, my loved ones that I see very distressed. Um, and, uh, so I, I go out into the, you know, out my door into nature that recenters me immediately. Um, what, whatever it is, take a walk, go into your little garden, um, just go out and get some fresh air, <clears throat> you know, hear a, a bird. I am very sensitive to these you know, uh, bird, birds chirping and just the happiness there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, um, just trying to, you know, gather. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Just a second. Oh, it's okay. Sometimes so we all need a um, sip of water. <laughs> it's no big deal. Yeah. Just gather the God's gifts, um, appreciate the little things just 
that is what kind of brings me back so that I can be help to my neighbors and my family. Um, and, um, um, try to bring the joy and cause I don't, it's not just about me. It's about everybody else, but we can be awakened. We can have, um, you know, have, uh, all this stuff in our head, but it doesn't matter if we are alone in this, we have to share this with our family, with our neighbors when they're ready. So we have to be ready. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you, when you really think about it, there's a lot of distress out there on all sides. I mean, the, the people who don't really understand what's happening, that, that's what they're distressed about. That's what, sort of what you alluded to just a moment ago, seeing all of these institutions, these fundamental pillars in our society crumble a little bit more each day is very distressing. And I think there's a rising response to that. There can't not be. And that's always been a part of this plan. But, you know, from our perspective, our main source of distress is the fact that we're still living, you know, with one foot in the matrix, so to speak. But we, we've already learned and accepted all of these truths that haven't even come out fully yet. And I think that that's, you know, in essence, where we're at is that many, many folks out there and, you know, Patricia, you can make some comments on this as well. I know you were talking about it. Our you know, certainly within the uh, Patriot community are kind of, you know, they're hanging on. They have been hanging on for a while. I made the point that, you know, I remember about a year ago, um, people were saying that they were just at the end of their rope at that point. And here we are, you know, June of 2023. And what this all means in terms of the the near-death experience that I, I happen to believe is ongoing, it's building. And we can all sense that it really is getting very close to, to hitting that crescendo that we've been waiting for all of this time. So Patricia, you know, hearing yeah, what Rhode I, Island had to say, give us your thoughts. Um, I'm at a point where even though I know that it's, it's going to be um, most challenging thing I've ever been through. I, I, I am at a, a point of, of, of calm. And it's because I've been in this, for so long, maybe not as long as Soaring Dove, but a long, a long time. And yeah, Soaring uh, Dove's tough to beat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, I do think that it's most distressing for those people who are re re and don't have a community, uh, which is why I mentioned at the beginning of the community is so important, even if it's just online, physical, even better, but community. Um, to know that you're not alone, you're not crazy, uh, and uh, you um, are, are on the right path to truth, but you need that assurance and confirmation um, because if you're alone, you talk to people who who don't believe you, and and it'll it'll throw you backwards quickly. Because um, you haven't developed that strength and, and confidence. So I was at a, a gathering um, a couple nights ago um, of a large group, you know, and I, I hate these kind of gatherings where it's just such, you know, trivial conversation and um, and I uh, I get I get bored immediately. And sure enough, though, there was one person there who, um, for whatever reason, she saw in me that. Um, I was different and started asking me questions and, and it was so wonderful to, uh, 
who um, was awakened and needed me there um, at the time in her life. And um, so now I've, I've helped her, you know, make it, I hope, a giant leap forward and uh, will connect her with, um, you know, other people in, in my local community so that she doesn't feel alone anymore and, and she can continue to, to make progress um, and, and gain strength and confidence uh, because, you know, those people who are waking up right now, since we are getting close to this precipice, I mean, they don't have much time to get to get ready. Um, so anything, um, you know, we can do to help them is 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 so important. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, and, and as you were talking, I was reminded and really as Rhode Island was uh, talking as well, that our purpose here is so important for us to discuss and it's important for us to really remember that you know while we might have our own perspective our own forms of distress in terms of what we're waiting for we can't lose sight of what our real mission here is and as far as i'm concerned that's to guide all of these people who are in the very early stages of awakening right now who as you said patricia they don't we, they don't have a lot of time i don't think at this point to prepare i mean if you haven't begun this journey by now, uh, you got a lot of catching up to do. And quite frankly, I, I personally don't see uh, people as having that much of a window here to prepare themselves for what's about to hit. And I think that, and I've talked about this for quite some time, and it's been a topic that I've delved into in some detail, is what we're here to do is to provide a sort of a bridge of understanding and of, of acceptance of all of these truths that are about to be disclosed so that we can fully move into the fifth dimension and, and leave this matrix behind. But during this truth and reconciliation period, I think that most of us don't even begin to understand the scope and the gravity and the weight of what we're here to do and what it's really going to mean when we watch, we witness the worlds of all of these people around us, people who we love dearly and have loved our entire lives just absolutely crumble. As their world caves in on them, it's going to be incumbent upon us to be the ones who provide that level of support, that understanding, that education. I mean, I think all of us, in essence, are going to be the teachers of this new age that we're moving into. So, Will, I see you got a hand up. What, what can you tell us on this topic? Um, I just wanted to elaborate my own personal experience. I think everyone is in the same place. I talk to a lot of people and <clears throat> share this and they pretty much agree unanimously that my personally, we've come through a process too. There are those that are just now waking up and I totally agree. We have been prepared to be the teachers, to be the consolers, to, to just love on them. I think that's the biggest thing. But early, early on when this first started, my initial reaction was, I can't wait to tell somebody, see, I told you I was right. You know, you called me a conspiracy mm -hmm. theorist. Now, I'm so far past that mm -hmm. that I can see the the preparation in this process that has gone on in me, and that's the comment I wanted to make. Well, absolutely, I think you know you're spot on. I mean, each of us are not the same people that we were when we started this journey. 
I mean, this was actually something I was talking about in my coffee chat the other day, reflecting on my own experiences. And I can only imagine, I actually don't have to imagine because so many folks, you know, shared with me that in essence, they've had that same perspective, that they're not the same people. We've all undergone an enormous amount of spiritual growth in this. And as we all know, I mean, growth Absolutely. is painful. It doesn't happen without suffering. It doesn't happen without pain, without disillusion, without frustration, without fear. I mean, these are all you know, parts of the, I, I believe, the reality that we're ultimately transcending. But you can't get there until you actually go through the process. And I think that process is what this process, all of us, what our journey has been all about. I mean, we've been on a very unique path, I think, our entire lives that have led us here to prepare us for this moment, because I do believe that it's always been God's plan. It's always been God's will to have his pre-awakened, as I like to call us, loving children, to be able to, as you say, Will, to love on the rest of the world, to introduce love when all people can feel is darkness, when all people can feel is their world crumbling around them and feel like there's no hope. And I think that, yes, there are going to be some major aspects of the plan that are going to assist in that, as we know. I mean, the SARA, JASAR, the QFS, all the new technology, the golden age. But I think this is really going to be a grassroots rebuilding of society. And each of us have been divinely tasked with that responsibility to educate, to love, to provide an understanding for people so that they don't feel so alone as they go into this process and they feel as if there's actually a way forward. And I think that many of us don't even begin to understand the trauma that the entire world is going to experience as all this comes out. Rhode Island, go ahead. I totally agree with you, um, Patriot. And I personally think <clears throat> as positive as I am, what we are going to witness is not going to be easy, even for the awakened. But I think God has given Absolutely. us the tools to recenter very quickly. And like Will said, um, you know, spread love to people who, um, you know, are, 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 are willing to accept it, you know, um, in the, you know, darkest days, I think they're ahead of us. I, but I, and I think God wins. I, I'm very positive. Um, but it's not going to be easy for, um, any of us, but we, um, have tools to regroup very quickly and, um, come together and, and be supportive. Absolutely. It's going to be a harrowing experience for us. I mean, it's going to be horrifying for us. But at the same time, because we've been expecting all of this, we're, I think, going to just instantly know what it is that we need to do. And I think as much as we're going to be experiencing the trauma of having all of this come out, because it is going to affect us, there's no two ways about it. And when once all of it finally hits, and by the way, you know, Will, you, you said in the beginning there of your comments how you, when you started out, it was just about getting that sense of validation and then ultimately that vindication. You know, they say, I was right. And, you know, and sort of that that feeling of, um, uh, I guess, for yourself, you know, that I, that I wasn't crazy all along. And <laughs> I think that's important. Don't get me wrong. I really do. And I think that all of us as a part of this gift that God has given us, this blessing is I do believe we're going to experience nothing less than that. I think that all of the people out there, I mean, the, the more that you were called the conspiracy theorists, the more that you were banned, the more that they tried to shut you up, the more that people 
you know, ostracized you and alienated you and isolated you and made you feel alone. I think those people are going to be the ones who are elevated to positions of high importance in this new world because we're the ones who stood up when everybody else was either too afraid to or they just simply couldn't see or they didn't want to see. And, you know, I think that it's going to be an incredible transformation on that end as well. But ultimately, what we're here to do is to provide that love energy and to raise the frequency of the planet and to guide people into this new age. I have felt that very deeply right from the beginning, that there's not it's not an, a coincidence that each of us, in essence, had our eyes open. And well before, you know, long before anybody else out there around us, for most of us in our personal lives. And again, there are folks out there who are very blessed to have a, a community around them that are like-minded. But I have to tell you, I've talked to a lot of people and I've listened to a lot of people and they, they tell me that more or less, regardless of where you live, uh, you're going to be experiencing what we're talking about here is, you know, and have experienced that our entire lives, because really the, the root of the issue is that people don't want to acknowledge the things that we talk about because it's just too terrifying. It would require them to completely transform their viewpoint of the world. It would require them to do what we're doing right now and have been doing this entire time, educating ourselves, coming together, doing research, being willing to have people call us a fool, being willing to have everybody look down on us and treat us in, in essence to be the victims of persecution, because I think to to one degree or another, we've all faced that in this process. And I, but I also think that's a part of the spiritual training. And each of us, even though we're going to experience that validation, that vindication, that is very necessary. I think it's almost like a part of the justice that has to happen, the justice that we crave. But once we get there, I think we're we're instantly going to know, because all of us we resonate at that frequency, that love vibration. We're going to know exactly what we're here to do. And I think that, that our instinct is just going to take over and we're going to become leaders at the local level. And I think that's going to be the way the new world is built from the ground up. Now, mm -hmm. American 75, I wanted to give you a chance to weigh in as well. You know, you were talking a little bit about dealing with family and how this is uh, something. And you kind of touched upon this a little bit in your opening comments, but it really ties into this whole concept of this topic rather of shifting energy of people waking up of people transitioning out of their sleep into the gradual, you know, the beginning stages of a gradual awakening and how effect it affects all of us personally. Uh, so give us your thoughts on that. Sure. Well, as, as we start waking up and say our family and our spouses, um, they start to notice this change, but at the same time, they're vying for your attention. They do not want you to um, stay busy all the time doing research, trying to figure out what's really going on. And the real reason is, is because we have been called to, to help. We have been called to give. And when we've been called to give and join in this fight for freedom, for um, spirit, um, those who have not yet quite awakened or those who are deeply rooted in, say, the family structure, they see you're, you're drifting away into something that they're afraid to step into. Um, and that takes a toll. We have to go in our cars 
some time to have conversations um, like no, in don't our I groups. Know it. Yeah. And, um, and this is, we feel like this isolation point, but, you know, during this isolation point, usually that is a clear indicator that we are onto something. It's a clear indicator that we are being used for this movement um, that we have been chosen and that we are trying to teach others that the only way this is ever going to change is if we can get everybody on board. We have to get people to acknowledge what's going on and not keep going down the same path we're on. And again, that just shows the fear level they vie for the attention again. You know, they, they, they wonder what you're doing and, and like, you know, it's, <laughs> you're, you're in this fight for humanity. We, um, on the level of being called, um, to this, um, this fight, uh, Patriot, there are many things that are going to change and that takes a major toll on the family because we have a lot of pride we're used to having it our way and that's one of the major things that they attack us with and they know that absolutely well you know i mean it's it's a one of the things i think that you talked about that i think all of us can relate to and i certainly can is if you really dedicate yourself to this work and it doesn't mean doing what I do as a podcaster, even per se, but just, just dedicating yourself to the truth in a world of universal deception. That is in essence, almost like a full-time job. I mean, it, for, I think for a lot of us, it starts off as sort of an interest or, you know, something just doesn't feel right. And we start to investigate and go down these different rabbit holes and we seek out all this new information. And the next thing you know, it becomes not just something that we were curious about, not even something we could call a hobby, not even something we could call a part-time job. It just kind of takes over. And I think that's what's happened to me. I mean, obviously you guys know, I mean, I have a full-time job. I have a, a normal quote unquote, uh, quote unquote life in this 3d uh, realm that, uh, you know, to the outside world, that's what it looks like. You know, me spending all of my time and energy doing, but in reality, I'm spending most of my time trying to pursue the truth. And once you go down that road and you have the passion to continue down that road, you, you really can't stop. I mean, once you find something that you truly love and you're passionate about, you just, you really can't go back. And I think that's the struggle is that with our, with our family members, the people that are close to us, they just can't recognize what's happening to us. You know, I think they don't really understand. It's that right. lack of understanding. And I, it's sort of what I touched upon, you know, in my previous comments about our purpose here. I mean, right now it's very difficult. It's near impossible in certain cases, seemingly to reach people, to get them to understand. I mean, you hear, you hear me talk about that all the time. And, but I think gradually the circumstances, the energy, the, the, the news, everything that's contributing the, you know, the, the financial, situation that's deteriorating is contributing to this rising level where people just simply can't ignore that something is fundamentally wrong. That doesn't mean that they're willing to embrace all of the truth. But I think that acknowledgement that we're starting to crack that, you know, that veneer in a sense, and people are starting to see that 
okay, something isn't right. I think that a lot of folks out there are reacting to that in different ways. And as I've said many times, when we begin the process of awakening, most of us aren't just shouting from the rooftops. Most of us are kind of horrified by what we discover because we realize that the entire world that we've been presented is a lie and everything that, and the more you dig, the more, you know, and this is kind of what I was talking about. This is why it's so, we have this insatiable hunger for truth because the more we learn, the more we realize there is to learn. And it just becomes something that just consumes us in a sense, but not in a bad way, but the way that it plays out in terms of our personal relationships, in terms of our, our lives and our responsibilities, the things that we've always known as being foundational in our lives. And again, this is what we're transitioning out of. And we're sort of the pivot point, you know, the patriots, the awakened community, where we do have a foot in two different worlds. But we were always supposed to so that we could be that bridge, so that we could help people transition. And I think that the, the, the frustrations and the things that, you know, that you voiced and about having to, I mean, and not just frustrations, but really the, the passion about making sure that we get everybody up to speed. I think that's absolutely true. This is where we go one, we go all. But I think that the, the problem that we faced up into this point is that the mind control has just been so deeply ingrained. But that's what this entire Q operation is designed to upend. And I think that we are experiencing that on various different levels. And I'll just leave it at that because I want to give other folks an opportunity to weigh in. I know, Sarah, that you had some thoughts. I mean, you were talking about during our pre-recording conversation, you know, what awakening really is. And, you know, what we're really getting at here is what you had termed the ebbs and the flows of consciousness. So why don't you share some of the thoughts that you had uh, presented to us? I think the audience I mean, it ties in very well to what we're talking about right now. And I think a lot of people in the audience really need to hear and be reminded of what this great awakening experience is really all about from your perspective. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. So, and I love what you're touching on. You know, everyone's kind of touching on it, this transition, right? Um, and this 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 role we have to play, this this teacher in us. And you know, since the beginning of my awakening, I've always, I've always felt like it's, it's bigger than me, right? It's bigger than me to, to join even this tonight. It's, it's bigger, um, it's bigger than all of us. And it's, it's not necessarily about, um, teaching in the ways that we've been taught, which is through the mind. The mind is to thinking and believing where the heart is to knowing and feeling. And so, Coming at, you know, teaching in terms of all these videos, right? You go on Rumble and you try and discern the truth. I mean, that's a mind activity. That's a thinking activity. That's a believing activity. And the feeling, the knowing is really through experience. It's really, as teachers, about influencing by living. So by simply being all that we are it's consciousness. It's, it's not, um, you know, trying to, to do the math, to do the science, to do the numbers, uh, tr trying to discern who's what, I mean, even if we play that game, you've got, you've got white hats, um, you know, basically, uh, letting the black hats trip over themselves. Right. So 
and then you've got you got the the white hats basically disinformation. So you're not going to really find the truth there, right? The truth is a feeling. It's something we all talk about how we feel like we we didn't really belong, right? It's just a feeling. It's you know you patriot you talk about how you just you just knew to do this podcast. That's your intuition. That's that's something knowing inside of you. That's a knowledge center inside of us, and so. I guess what I'm I'm getting at is we're still all still living in the matrix. Even the truth community, when I when I go on there, it's we're still all trying to discern from an outside source. And mm -hmm. the awakening is that next step. It's that I don't need the outside source. I just feel my way through it, right? And what I'm really missing right now is people living beyond. So we're all waiting for the EBS. Well, again, that's something outside of us that's giving away our power. We're waiting for military to take over. That's, again, another system, something outside of us. And I'm not, you know, I'm not putting down any of this. If, if EBS happens tomorrow, I mean, I'm all for it. I'll step up. I'll help us transition for sure. But I really think right now it's about us really truly stepping outside of the matrix into who we are and living beyond it and i you know i don't want to say some like really drastic concepts here but living in a world where money doesn't exist okay i know i know we can't get there tomorrow but what is money money is a value of exchange puts you in a box tells you where you sit in society if when and what you can what you can spend you can you can live off like resources that are really ours in freedom to begin with so you know when do we really start living there and i'm not saying i know the how i mean that's that's the point of consciousness is is you don't know the how you don't live in time right mind is time and i'm not seeing enough of that like that's the transition part because say ebs happens tomorrow okay we we come at people through the mind i mean if someone had fired host me before i you know, decalcified, like I wouldn't have been able to take that in. Not to mention, yeah. I probably still would have tried to rationalize it. Like I, I actually think people will still not get it. And, and so what they're going to really lead on us for is to literally show them how we have to already be living there. We can't, we can't wait for EBS to happen to then start living there. We need to live there. And <clears throat> It's not necessarily something you can teach through a video or, you know, it's really something you have to feel your way through and it's a frequency, but it's, it's having the majority of us who are awake. We've been given this gift and it is a gift um, to really take that and lead with it. You know, um, I guess I'll leave it there, but it's, 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 it's about, you know, what is, what is discerning that Biden isn't Biden? What does that really give you? You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really give you your memories back. It doesn't really give you an understanding of who you are as, as your creator, right? As, as one with your creator, the power and the magic we have in us. I mean, it's, there's no words to describe how powerful we are and so what is it to to even know the truth of all these systems and don't get me wrong like i've been down the rabbit hole like everyone else but 
that's not the awakening that that is just to uncondition the mind put you in such confusion that you say okay forget it i'm not going to find the truth there because that's not the truth none of it's the truth it's the matrix right it's the do it's 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 the documentary it's 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 something outside of us that has nothing to do with us and so the awakening is really about going within i mean this and this is why i just i haven't started a podcast because it would just be those those two words it's about going within and trusting yourself stop stop looking to these systems to save us stop waiting for from i, I mean med beds med beds alone like again we're still looking at something it, it may not be a hospital but it's still something outside of you and you are magical you are powerful what is a med bed a med bed is light force energy you in fact if you haven't done the work and called in your light you can't go into a bed and be healed because you have no you have no light so i got to a point where you don't need the med bed you are the walking med bed that's that's the magic that's the power we are and you know i think i said in our chat like if we're so focused on this like if everyone would just wake up to the truth and um hear hear the 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 truth of all the systems and don't get me wrong i think there is a big value in that but again to, to like basically confuse the mind so much that all you have is to trust yourself but you know it's really it, it it's really about I, I lost my train of thought there. Got, got nervous. Oh, well, I mean, you made some really great, you know, you made some really great points there. I mean, it's oh, not just oh, so about. It's the number. Sorry, before I lose sure. it. So the number. So if we were to, we're all concerned about this 80%, everyone's ready. Okay. 80%, everyone knows the truth. Cause then, cause then we'll avoid civil war. Well, what if we had 30% all of us called in our life force energy. Okay. I listen to Q. He talks about how this mammal suit, he calls it a mammal suit. We've only called, we can only call in anywhere from like two to 20% of our light. Like that's how genetically modified this mammal suit is. But if say 30% of us could call in a hundred percent of our light. And I mean, live from the heart. I mean, X-Men powers. Okay. That's how magical and powerful we are. 30% had had all of our light this would be done and i don't mean just just done as in everyone would would wake up but i mean the amount of light you would spread on the planet we wouldn't even have to talk about redemption forget about redemption we don't even have to start those projects the water would be clean the food and the soil would be would be unbelievably magical like it, the whole planet would heal itself and so that is the awakening that's where we need to get. It's not whether Biden is Biden, right? Or 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 even like you know I, I get it. Like I'm not against systems. I'm I'm against systems that where where not everybody wins, right? And and there's segregation. So I'm all for systems. But but again, like things outside of us, we're still counting on something outside of us to save us. And so I'll leave it there. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was long all right well said yeah i mean it it really this is something that i think about quite quite honestly all the time because there's just so much information that's cascading at us and 
you know, from one aspect, uh, from one angle, I should say that, you know, I feel this sense of responsibility to analyze it, to break it all down, to explain what it means, where we're headed. But in a sense, you know, it, it kind of is just goes on in perpetuity. It's an ongoing question. It, it's like it leads to more questions. And I think it's it's really interesting what, the way you, you phrased that and you, you kind of painted a picture for us because it made me realize that really what this is about, this, this whole plan, it's not just simply aimed at the sleepers. It's not just, just not just for the Patriots. It's for all of us. And the very same set of circumstances has a very different effect depending upon where you are in your own awakening and your own spiritual development. And I think what you described, Sarah, is that for all of us, yes, I mean, we can sit here all day long and talk about Biden scratching his neck and that's not really Biden or whether that's really Elon Musk or who the good guys and the bad guys are. And, you know, we can talk about that on and on and on. And it's just going to lead to more questions. So I think in, 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 in large part, I think you're right. For all of us, we're kind of at a point now where it's forcing us to go within. I've experienced that myself because there's only so much that the information, the external information can provide. I mean, it gives us a sense. I think on the one hand, I think the White Hats have given us breadcrumbs all along the way in that sort of three-dimensional aspect of, you know, or that foot that's in that world for all of us as patriots to be reassured that we're moving in the right direction. But we also have that foot in this entirely different existence as you're talking about in the fifth dimension. So I think that's an excellent, excellent point that you just made. So let me go to Will and then Patricia and then American 75, and then we'll get some other folks involved in the conversation as well. Go ahead, Will. Okay, very, just very quickly to piggyback on Sarah. First, I'll say yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for sharing from your own heart. And frankly, that's what we all need. We need to hear that heart and this passion from each individual because it makes us all, it enriches our own treasure chest of information and spirituality and consciousness. So thank you. And just to support what you're saying is Christ himself was explaining his own consciousness when he told us to be in the world, but not of the world. That's exactly what you were just explaining. Beautiful. So that's that's just thank you again. Thank you. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. I mean, this is a movie that we're living through, but it's not really intended for us. <laughs> and that's I think what we're finding out more and more that our spiritual development. Yes, we're supposed to keep tabs on all the information and, and track where all this is going. But really, the key here is that we go within and that we continue to grow spiritually in the direction that we are going to be tasked with leading all the others like I was talking about. So Patricia, go ahead. Well, I wanted to come back to this conversation I had with someone at this gathering because it ties right into what Sarah said. And that is um, the, the two things that were so obvious in, um, in, in what she was saying is one, she was still at a point where she had so many unanswered questions and she wanted answers um, and she was hoping I could give her answers. And with so many of them, I, I told her I, I didn't have answers, but I didn't need to have the answers now because uh, it's not necessary to have answers to every question. We're not supposed to know the full truth about everything at this point, and that's okay. Um, and that's how I've come to the the, the calmness that, that, that I'm experiencing now is, I don't have to know the truth about everything. 
And the other thing that was so obvious, because she repeated it over and over again, was that she was in fear about what was going to happen um, and how bad it was going to get. And it and it was uh, my role and purpose to um, get her past that fear um, so that she, um, you know, felt more comfortable that she was um, a, a part of this movement where she's supposed to be at this time and and um, and there was nothing to worry about. And it it, it made a, a complete uh, uh, difference in, in her perspective from the start of her conversation to the end. And that's why I felt so good about it that I, I made a, a big difference in someone's life. And, and I, I know that I'll be doing it again and again and again, because that's, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And particularly as we're getting close to the precipice. And I do believe that, you know, every, and the reason why it's taking so long to get there is everyone because of our free will, you know, has to come to um, that decision of do they want to be in the great awakening or not? And, um, and we have to be okay with people who don't choose not to, but it's okay to give them the time that they need to make that decision. I just know that my role is to help as many people as possible uh, to be a part of it and, and, and uh, uh, because we need that, we need everyone we can get. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We absolutely do. Go ahead, American. You know, and, and just to, to speak on what Sarah was talking about, I think one of the major issues that we are experiencing as far as action is concerned is the fact that they are pushing this monetary way of living your life. This is also why it is so hard um, to really put down roots in this community because if you feel like you're not making something off of it um, or, or if you feel like you're not able to expand your um, how can I say this that you have you're putting all your money into it that you've earned over the years to 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 you know take the hours to research you know you may cut your hours down at work you you cut hours away from your family if you um, didn't have to pay for all these things to make it happen you would probably not have as much resistance on the family side but you know a monetary or a exchange of goods um for a service is a really old thing so as a creator you create something and maybe you could trade it to somebody who also saw that you put in a lot of work into this piece of art and they want it. So they in turn give you something they created. If we had a more of a, a more better system of something like that, I think that might help wake people up. And also this is another battlefront in the truth community is because on the outside, some people say, Oh, well, you know, they're just trying to make money off of Patreon this or um you know um american that or wh whatever it is that you're trying to say sponsor this or sponsor that and that is a real easy way for um them to attack say us as a, a community um by having that sort of thing involved with this so that's kind of a 
a battlefront on 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 both intellectual, spiritual, and our um, working part of this uh, movement we're in. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, money and the role that it plays in our lives, I do believe, is going to change fundamentally, and I think it's going to change in our lifetime. I think that Sarah makes an excellent point that ultimately where we're headed, I don't think, I mean, I don't know, none of us really know, but I don't think we're going to ever be, well, I shouldn't say ever, but probably in our lifetime, there's still going to exist some sort of means of exchange, like American, you were just talking about, but I think it's going to dramatically shift because you have to remember that, you know, the fundamental trappings of this matrix is it's a debt prison and it, it, creates an environment where we're all to some degree dependent upon that system in order to give us certain things in this three-dimensional reality that feel like freedom. Or I guess you could say that are the closest to freedom. I think I've always been of that belief that that's why people pursue money, because in this reality that this matrix, money is synonymous with not all different types of freedom, but many different types. People associated that with the ability to live their lives the way that they want to and spend their time and their energy doing what they love. But I think that we are, and Sarah broke it down brilliantly, we're heading into a, an entirely new dimension where the way that we interact with one another, and I think, and I think uh, American touched upon this as well, is going to so dramatically shift and change and what we value I think that is really going to be completely redefined in this new era. So Rhode Island, let's go over to you. And then Soaring Dub, I want to switch gears because I know you've heard us talk a lot about, you know, what people are experiencing, the shifting energy, and you always have an amazing ability to hone in on what's really going on. So before we go over to you, Rhode Island, tell us what's on your mind. I'll be quick because I want to hear what Soaring Dove has to say, too. Um, I was talking to a friend recently, and they were telling me about all the preparations they were going to make, uh, making for this monetary uh, change that it will be upcoming for sure. And as I'm listening to them, and, you know, it's, a, again, about making money. And I said, well, I what I personally think is going to happen is we're going to go through this dramatic monetary change and but the things that you want now are not the things that you're going to want after this transformation absolutely that we have and so as everyone is still chasing the dollar it's uh, it, it, to me it's just almost a mute point yes we all need have needs you know um we all need um you know food and um food and uh, a roof over our heads, but this relentless consumerism that is in the matrix that expanded greatly, you know, I want to say, you know, after the seventies, um, uh, you know, it was ch chasing bigger, better, everything. Um, you know, it has distracted us from the things that matter, which is our family, our friends, um, and the simplicity in that, again, you know, we've lost uh, a lot of that because we are chasing the, for the, the, you know, the things that we don't have, the envy, you know, it's on and on. So I think, uh, I'm just going to stop there, but it, it, I think the things that we value now absolutely will not be the things that we value 
or uh, will be chasing, you know, in the near future. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. And, it, you know, this whole matrix is based upon a fundamental lie, which is scarcity. We all know that we live in a universe, in a multiverse of abundance. And that's really been the entire programming aspect of this matrix in terms of money is that, you know, there's only so much and we're all in competition with one another. And, you know, there's winners and losers, these ideas that we were indoctrinated with at such a young age. And we thought that, I mean, I remember growing up and thinking to my, never really stopping to even question that at certain points in my life. Like, oh yeah, you know, that's just the way life is. And, you know, pe some, some people are successful, some people aren't. And you just sort of, we live in this, in this matrix. What they do is they get us to accept that these things are always, have always existed and are always going to exist. And so they get our minds off of trying to think about fixing things and making things better for humanity and to focus on ourselves. I mean, that's really the entire point. That's what they do. So I could go on, but I want to hear what Soaring Dove has to say. Break it down for us. Well, I think that, uh, first of all, I think I agree with just exactly what you just said. Um, I wanted to touch on what Sarah said about going within. That is the most important thing. And that's like the very difference in living in the truth or living in a lie. It's, it's, there is no in-between between God and Satan. Now, however you perceive those entities, I see them as God is love and which is high frequency. Satan is low frequency. And, and they, with that, they are capable of presenting themselves any way they want to, any way they want you to perceive them. But that's where we have free will. We can choose what we see, what we don't see. That's all created in our magical soul. We have the power to create our own situation. We have to choose to recognize what we're looking at. We can look at it from the lens of the low frequency, which is the matrix, or which is the zero. Or we can look at it from the lens, through the lens of, of the truth, which is high frequency. Now, whichever one is going to be constant on your mind is the one that you're going to act on. Now, if you were a big, bad bully and wanted to control me, you would make sure that everything I thought, everything I saw, everything I heard, everything I touched would put me in that, oh, I'm afraid. Oh, no. What am I going to do now? Well, that energy is constantly bombarded on us for the very purpose of keeping us dumbed down. We come in with a blocked memory because they reduce our frequency and they block they unplug our dna this is why i believe this is this is what's behind my belief that when jesus came he was covert he knew if he showed up 
He knew what his enemy was and what he was dealing with. His goal was to bring light to the planet. And because we have free will, we, the anybody outside of our bubble cannot come in and say, change it. This is wrong. Do it this way instead. They cannot do that because that would be an invasion and they don't invade because we have free will. It has to come from the inside of us, which as above, so below. Jesus comes, he plants the DNA, he has children, and they have children, and they have children, and the light that's in the heart, in the DNA of Jesus has been spread around the world covertly. And I believe that we, the pre-teachers that you're talking about, the early ones that came in, to be, I came in early to teach you guys what I went through for the past 30 years so that you'll know what kind of foundation we're standing on. I've been there. I've done it. I walked out on that test of faith. I did it. I can, I can speak about it because I lived it. And one of the ETs of the mission control little manual, as cute as it can be, this little book I've had for 30 years, it says, you can't, you can't just go into a foreign place that you don't that's not your native place you can't just go in there and tell them how to change things you have to create you have to become those uh dysfunctional thought patterns you have to live them this is why we see a lot of homelessness drug addiction alcoholic suicidal depression all of these things are light workers living and being those thought patterns of dysfunctionality so that we can sort of um, sort of establish residence, if you will. So it's legal for us then to say, okay, I've lived this. I know what's wrong. I know how this happened. Here's how we need to fix it. Let's get together and do it. And our DNA has been activated. That light that's in us, that's in our heart, that Sarah was talking about, that's the, the difference in go within or go without, period. There's no in-between. And the heart has special fibers in it. I've spoken about it before. And then I heard Greg Braden speaking about these special cells that are activated by high frequency. And when you are in communication with God, it's, you can take this heart, the cells, the muscle cell in your heart. If you're in heart surgery, they can slice off a piece of your heart, lay it over on the table, and it will continue to beat. And that's the only cell in your body that will, will, that will do that because it has the God spark in it. Your heart is what you feel. That spark is what you feel when the truth is in your presence. In something that somebody's saying that's bull, bull stuff and and not true, you feel a you don't feel a thing. It just feels like you know that's word salad. But when the truth comes across, you feel it in your heart, and then your heart sends a, an electrical signal to your mind, your soul that says, "Okay, here's the message. Here's what we need to present." 
and that's where you follow your heart your 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 words are carrying the energy that you just got from your heart that's where the intent is and intent is everything because it makes it a love or a fear it's positive or negative and it's really that simple but it's but they've got it so distorted that people miss the first step and it takes them all the way around the circle instead of taking one step back it would have been so simple to just take one step back to get to omega because we're standing at alpha when we begin so when we go the full circle it's this this trap that we're in and everything is a distraction it's another thing to continue us moving and generating that energy and having situations that create emotional you know happy or sad either one it doesn't matter because they can they just suck up that energy anyway and they set everything we do predetermined they control every move we make so they can get the maximum loose from our daily life i mean that's the simplistic version of it but that's what's happening and to me it's like you have to go within because everything is already in there if you have a question you go there and you'll get the answer if you go outside you go away from where you want to be it's inside or outside and you look at external versus internal and that's what that's all we've ever known and because that's what they told us at day one they never gave us an option to have a question they gave us the answers before we could question so the never the that's question right. never comes up that's one of their their mk ultra control mechanisms but when you um when you i forgot what i was gonna say i lost it in the mid-sentence but anyway <laughs> that's okay uh, you laid out you laid it out pretty beautifully soaring dove as usual absolutely. did it make sense did it make sense it was just coming I, out absolutely the main point i want to make about that is is the duality of it all outside is either up or down it's black or white it's good or bad they've got it set up so you're on one side or the other but that's not god's way that's a limited duality where you're stuck on a track you can only go forward or backward that's it but when you lift up off of that duality track which is the look at the election the illusion of of uh the illusion of of uh choice you don't have a choice you're locked in until you let it go and anybody can let it go anytime they want to it's not one thing that's going to happen all at once to everybody it's going to happen individually between the individual and god through that heart mechanism that you feel and it speaks to you and that's how you wake up is you go inside and you plug into that energy instead of the external energy and and when you do that you rise from a horizontal duality where there's negative and positive you lift up to a vertical top of the vertical pole right there is where when jesus said if thine eye be single 
thy body shall be filled with light. That is ascension. And that's where we need to go. And if you imagine all we've ever known is you live to 60, 70 and you die and everybody dies. There's no way around it. And that's bullshit. It was never supposed to be that way. And we know that because it's in the Bible. Methuselah lived 900 years. Is that the one? I'm not a Bible scholar, but um, a lot of them lived hundreds of years. That was to tell us, that was to leave that mark in our in our uh, dumbed down version of life that there is a, there is something there. It's kind of like Q clues scattered out. You see them everywhere and Trump dropping clues here and there. there there's clues everywhere in the Bible for right now, very much the same. And I think it's probably holographically connected. But um, the main thing is they go within. It's 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 where uh, it's the same thing. It's like if you ask a an abused child, you 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 know because you've seen the symptoms that that child's being abused. And if you ask that child if they're being abused, they'll say no. And the reason is because they don't know any difference. And that's why we are having such a hard time waking up because we don't know the difference because we've mm. been dumbed down and programmed forever mm. and generationally. And so it, we never questioned. So now we have to go inside and question to get the truth because it ain't out there. It ain't somewhere else. It's inside. And that is um, the very the very thing that 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 makes me believe that the real Jesus he knew they would kill him and any of his offspring, so they had to hide them all. Which is, I think, why the Jesus Strand information rings true with me because there was purpose in it. They would do anything to kill that bloodline. They're trying to kill off humanity right now because it's got that DNA. Not all of them, I guess, but I mean, how do you know? Maybe it's the 144,000 that have that connection. Maybe it's maybe 144,000 is not people. Maybe that's units or uh, frequencies or something that we don't know about because there's so much that we don't know. We don't know what we're dealing with. We don't know what all is possible, except that anything is possible in God. And that's uh, where we have to put our faith in because we can't see it. We, but we know, we, we know the formula. We know how it got that way. We know the, we've got the blueprint. We don't know what the details, we don't know what color they're going to paint the sheetrock in that house, but we know there's going to be a house there and there it's all taken care of. It's all paid for all planned. Anyway, I wanted to, um, to um, express that Sarah was right on it when she said go within because it's the only way and it makes such good sense when all you do is shift inside between your ears is where 
the ascension is going to happen. And when you choose individually to open that window and look out, that's when you're going to sail. And if you're sitting there in a chat room waiting for something to happen, it is not ever going to happen because it's not going to happen outside of you. And that is the thing that everybody's missing. And I don't know why they can't see it, but they don't. They just don't. And I, nothing I can do. It's not for me to tell them what to do. It's between them and God. God will tell them through that heartbeat, through that impulse, exactly what they need and when they need it. So if you're, you know, you've tried to talk to somebody, I promise you God planted those words and you said exactly what he wanted you to say to those individuals. And if they didn't get it, that's not your problem. That's between them and God. Because it's God pulling the strings. And that's what finally came to me. I finally, I just said, I don't need all this, you know, negative people in my life. And I, I mean, I, my, I don't have family because of it, because, because they're, they won't open their eyes and I'm sorry for them, but it's their choice. We all have free will. And I'd love to carry everybody up on a cloud with me, but I can't do it for someone else. I can only do it for me. And when we all do it for us, we all go together and we all rise like that hot air balloon. When you cut those, cut the ropes and throw the sandbags over, that hot air starts rising. And when it starts rising up above the trees, that basket's up above the trees, and you look out, the world looks a whole lot different from up there. You see a whole lot more from up there than you do on the ground. And until we let go of that uh, forward and backward only track, you can go around in circles all you want to. You ain't going anywhere. But if you want to fly, let go. Anyway, that's... Absolutely. Well, that was beautiful, Soaring Dub. Well, I, I see that Will and American, uh, you guys wanted to add some thoughts here. And then I think what I want to do after that is I really want to get ATX Patriot and Destin involved in the conversation. So, Will, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just piggyback on Soaring Dub. Um, I think God gave us that answer. You said you didn't know why. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.14, the natural person, which is natural means lives just from what's physical the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit for they are foolishness to them and he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned i think the answer is we need to focus on what you're just saying within the spirit that's inside us god put that in everybody all of mankind it's it's a lie of religion that you have to accept Christ to have the spirit. <clears throat> That's not what's in the word. He did it for everybody. It won't be your experience if you don't receive Christ as having done that for you. You'll never experience it because you don't believe it. But you've got it. Everybody has it. So I think the answer is we need to quit focusing on all these external things. 
dates and what's happening and who's that. And I mean, I mean, it's okay, but that can't be our main focus. It needs to be what's spiritual and what's within and all those things will follow. Beautifully said, Will. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. American, go ahead. Sure. You know, and listen, that confirmation of that we're doing the right thing, I, I believe is very important. Um, listen, before we even started, I, I'm an analytical and critical thinker. I made notes. And, you know, a couple points on those notes were I'm a critical thinker. I do my best to understand what's going on and how do I do it? By connecting with other people who have experience, say, 20 to 30 years in the past. So that touched exactly what um, uh, I believe was Rhode Island that just, or no, Soaring Dove that just spoke. So, you know, when we look for that confirmation and it happens, it's a very wonderful thing. Now, yes, it's, it's not all that great that we're having to do it through, say, chat systems and stuff like that. But this is, I, I personally feel it's one of the ways that we're going to get out of that chat scene, <laughs> you know, get people woke up. Because truly, like Patriot said, when these roundtables take on its own spirit, it feels wonderful. And it's a life-changing experience. Absolutely, my friend. Well, thank you so much for that. All right. So I want to switch gears a little bit here and, and well, not necessarily switch gears, but I want to get a couple of other folks involved. I know ATX Patriot, when we were talking before we hit the record button tonight, you were talking about you raised a, a really I actually wrote it down. I really liked it. You were talking about what's going to be the form of literacy in this new age. And I think that dovetails very nicely with what we're talking about. So why don't you share your thoughts with us on that? And of course, you also, if you want to pivot into some of the other financial issues that uh, you wanted to touch upon, because you have a unique perspective on that, that would be great. Go ahead. Of course. And um, man, it, I've just been so, uh, so captivated by the conversation um, that's kind of unfolded here. I, I kind of feel like an outlier even trying to discuss a financial um, you know, situation, but I think that it's very much still relevant to uh the overall message or the theme right kind of going within um and i think i think uh, it was rhode island that just put it beautifully earlier and said you know the things that you want and value now are not the things that you'll want or value um after you go through this change um and i think that 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 really kind of highlights the story um of of what i'm about to share here so a little bit of context, um, and I'll just I'll get right into the financial part of it because I think kind of getting that out of the way and, and providing that context to uh, to the audience will um, will help me kind of transition back into how it ties into the the overall theme or the message of um, of this roundtable. But as I kind of shared earlier in my introduction, um, you know, I, uh, I I I don't know if I mentioned this specifically, but I found Q like the the first day, the first post, the first drop, um, and so it was something that that had a a profound impact on my life, um, on you know my involvement with the truth community, um, going from 
you know, just sort of like assuming or, or kind of knowing internally that these things were happening uh, to then seeing a community sort of rally behind the truth and validate those things and, and really, you know, just sort of give you that sense of relief. Um, but I, I remember specifically, I was researching the, the Las Vegas shooting at the time, the, the October one event, I think is, is, you know, how they, how they phrased it in the media. Um, and, and it was really, you know, kind of the, the same, it was the same issue that I had with nine 11 and that the story that we were getting just did not resonate. There were, there were too many inconsistencies. And so really I was, I thought that I was just doing my due diligence by trying to better understand uh, what happened. I, I had no idea what these Chan sites were, um, how to get to them, but I, I ended up on one um, in, in that process of trying to sort of uncover um, what others were sharing or what they were saying about the, uh, about the Las Vegas event. And so through that process, uh, that's when I saw the first Q drop. And, and the reason that I'm, I'm mentioning this is because I think it's, it's important for folks to understand um, the sort of, um, you know, sensationalism, I guess, in, in terms of how that movement started that was very necessary to attract um, the people like us, like me, right? Like all of these things you think you know, and then you see something like, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton to be arrested, you know, at a certain date or a certain time. Well, of course, that was enough to get the attention of anyone that, that even thought that they knew, um, you know, uh, what, what was going on or what, what should happen, I guess, in a just world, right? Um, and sort of understanding fundamentally um, how, the, how these things sort of flowed and, and that Q was really just information dissemination and um, sort of trying to update our bios, right? To give us a new understanding of the world that we actually lived in uh, and how these systems that we all live within actually work. And so I say all that um, for, for context in terms of um, what I'm going to talk about next. And, um, you know, fast forward uh, to Joe Biden's inauguration. Um, Patriot, I know that you've talked about this a lot in the past. Um, that was a devastating moment for, for, for folks like us. You know, I just could not reconcile that. I couldn't understand how um, everything that I was so convinced of that I thought that I knew um, and that, that I was observing, how in the world did we wind up in a place where, where Joe Biden was inaugurated and the humility and things that I had to deal with as, a, as, the, as the fallout of, of sort of, you know, what took place there. Um, I think a lot of it goes back to uh, what Will mentioned earlier, right? It, it was that uh, the only thing that I was focused on was like the I told you so. I wanted so bad to, to have that credibility for the right reasons, though, um, not for the wrong reasons. I wanted the credibility so that I could speed up the awakening of the people that I love the most in my life. And I knew that with that credibility, it would lend itself for me to be more effective in that capacity. And that's why I was so devastated when that happened. And I just, I didn't, I didn't know what the next step was. I, I did not understand what I was supposed to do after, the, after January the 20th uh, of 2021. Um, a couple of days later, uh, my best friend calls me and, you know, he's, he's, He's definitely a conservative. We're very, very politically aligned. 
Um, we have a lot of the same values. He was a Trump supporter, voted for Trump. Um, but he, but he always, you know, sort of understood the Q thing as this like fringe, you know, um, conspiracy theory and, and really just, just sort of identified more with the media narrative, um, in that regard, regardless of, of, you know, how many times I tried to bring it up and, and, you know, engage him on those topics. And so when he called, he asked, uh, I think he was calling very much as, as a friend and he said, Hey, um, I know that, you know, the last couple of days have been really tough for you, but now that Trump is out of office, right, and um, and we're not really hearing a lot from QAnon anymore, like, what's next for you? And I didn't know how to answer that. I think that was kind of part of the devastation, um, and I really hadn't thought through that, and, and I was very transparent. I said, look, the information is still the information. It doesn't change anything. And the only mistake I think that we made as part of the community is, is again, we, we sort of led with our own egos in terms of what we thought was going to happen, what we knew should have happened. And yet we were, we were just left, you know, standing there um, with that sort of adversity in terms of how we were going to overcome. Um, as we're wrapping up the conversation, he just happens to mention, hey, by the way, have you heard of this GameStop thing? And of course I hadn't, I had no idea what he was talking about. And so, you know, I, I just said like, no, I, I, have no, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so he gives me kind of like the one minute rundown. And when we get off the phone, I, uh, I went and started trying to understand that situation. Um, and initially there, there was no, there was no parallel. There was no connection. I didn't really think it was anything more um, than, than what the general public was sort of perceiving it as. And that, um, there was just a really unique opportunity because Wall Street made some bad bets and they had been exposed. And now this was starting to set up a situation where um, the community, the investment community, retail, as they're referred to, um, thought that there was a potential for a short squeeze. And so all of these people flooded in and started buying up stocks like AMC and GameStop. Uh, and these were really, they came to be known as the meme stocks, right? Um, that's, that's how the media had branded them. But, they, but they, they came for the sole purpose that they thought that it was gonna be a quick payday. Um, and when the things that should have happened, the things that they knew were supposed to happen didn't, meaning, hey, retail is flooding in, they're buying all of these stocks. We know that we have got the upper hand on all of these uh, financial institutions, these hedge funds, the banks that fund them. Um, they're going to get margin called and they should have to cover these short positions. And the end result of that is that these stocks are going to explode exponentially. And for the first time in their life, they would then have a little bit of financial freedom and some of the money that they felt like they deserved, that they had been cheated out of um, historically. And so when those things didn't materialize, they didn't happen, somehow the more that people flooded in and continued to educate themselves on the market and the situation, and the more that they were sharing that information online and, and you know, uh, subreddits and, um, and things of that nature, 
you know, there was a lot of suspicion. And then we saw what happened um, when they shut down the buy button. So I think it was Robin Hood that actually for the first time in history prevented people from buying a stock. You could sell it, you just couldn't buy it. And that was the defining moment where everyone just said, okay, time out. Like what's going on or when have the banks and the hedge funds and Wall Street, when have they ever been known to not take someone's money? There's seriously something wrong here. And so, you know, they, they started trying to, to better understand uh, the system that we were living within, the things that should have happened, the things that didn't happen. And then they started to uncover the power structure that was behind all of it. And so the longer that that played out, um, it forced people, more and more people flooded into the subs, like the AMC subreddit, the Super Stonk subreddit, which, by the way, I think the Super Stonk subreddit um, is, is probably leading the way uh, in, in this movement in terms of their organization, um, their dedication to the due diligence and, and really you know, doing their part to understand and help educate the community on really what's happening versus what they just assumed was supposed to happen. And the more educated they got around the system that we live and operate within, the more that they knew that it was broken, that it was fixed, that it was rigged. And the more that they started digging into that, they started to understand how, how are these things possible, right? What have we been told versus what's reality? And so I'm watching all of this almost as a spectator at first. And then um, you start to see, you know, you know, folks like Ryan Cohen, who, for those who don't know, was the C he was the, the founder and CEO of, of Chewy.com. So he built a very successful company and then he sold it. And then he became um, more of, of like an entrepreneur, like, an, you know, on the investment side, investing in companies and, and, and really wanting to, uh, to restore them. And so he gets involved and he buys a ton of GameStop. And that gets the attention of, of a lot of these people that had kind of been following this situation. And he starts tweeting certain things um, that seem to be kind of coded, right? So it, it was like he was trying to say something, but also allowing himself plausible deniability about some of the things that were taking place inside the market. And so these, um, these retail investors who, who kind of refer to themselves as the apes, and the context there is, um, you know, smooth brain, uh, just a dumb ape, I don't know any better, meaning like the psychological warfare and all of the things that they were trying to implement had no effect on retail because we were too dumb to understand it anyway. It was sort of like, you know, uh, uh, self-deprecating um, from that perspective. And so we could have a good laugh about it as we, as we sort of like, you know, going within, reflecting in, we're trying to understand who we were um, and really what we were dealing with. And so I immediately like the, the light goes off and I'm like, hang on a minute. So here is this movement that started, it was sort of born out of this sensational idea, right? This, this flashbang event that all of these people flooded in and were expecting a really quick payday. And, and that's why they were there. That's what got them there. Once they were there though, 
And the more that it drug out and the thing that they thought was going to happen didn't happen, the more that they were trying to understand why, because the information was still the information. It changed nothing, but they stuck with it. And then the Ryan Cohen thing starts happening. And so now you have a community of Anons, the apes, um, who were organizing, doing due diligence, working together to understand something um, that they never knew was so complex, to understand the type of corruption then, that they were really dealing with. And now suddenly they're trying to decipher tweets um, you know, shared by these people that, that they held in high regard. And so I'm like, oh my God. So I, I just flooded in and I'm like, do you guys understand how many parallels there are between the Q movement and what's going on here? Well, that was the wrong thing to do. Clearly, I, I was still, you know, I was overexcited. Um, I really didn't think through um, the intention behind that. But uh, enough people flagged me and, and complained mm -hmm. that the, the, moder the moderators of the, the Super Stonk subreddit banned me. So it wasn't even like a warning. It's like you're banned for life. And I was so, um, I was just like, what is happening here? Like, I, I can't understand why this triggered so many people. And, and um, anyway, I, I had to deal with it because I understood that there was something special happening here. And my inability to communicate um, within that forum and that platform was just kind of unacceptable for me personally. And so I started to go about how was I going to undo what, what I just did? Long story short, I... Um, corresponded with some very reasonable moderators. And they said, look, um, I'm not sure what your intention was there. I don't know if you were trying to troll or brigade or what, but there was just a lot of people that, you know, that reported you and flagged you and didn't think that you, um, that that was something that they wanted within the community. And I said, listen, I understand. Um, I, I, you know, I meant nothing by it. I wasn't trying to implicate anyone um, or anything. Um, it was just an observation that I made. And instead of just leaving the thought in my head, I, I decided to put it out there. And clearly it upset people. I'll never do that again. So they, they ended up settling for a 30-day ban and not a lifetime ban. So over these 30 days, I had a, a lot of time to sit and think about what was happening. I continued to observe the conversation. But once I got back in, I remembered um, exactly what Q said with regards to um, camouflage on the digital battlefield and understanding how to communicate things in a certain way um, that maybe wouldn't reveal your cards, but still got the point across. And maybe to, to some people who already had some exposure to the content, um, maybe they would pick up on, on you know, what I was putting down. And so I started doing exactly that. And, and sure enough, um, you know, a few days into this unbanning and me being able to, to communicate on this platform, um, you know, I started to get these, these direct messages and, and, you know, they started very simple, like, um, where we go one, we go all, uh, things like that. It was very, um, very specific and it was unmistakable, uh, that, that my, um, my understanding of the situation was correct. And that a lot of Anons were now in this community, in the background, watching all of this happen. And they're trying to help kind of educate the community or the movement um, in a meaningful way and not, not like, you know, insert things into it or hijack it or take it in a different direction, but just to sort of allow 
the process to play out organically um, and for them to go down these rabbit holes and, and sort of understand. And so, you know, it went from me getting banned talking about QAnon and, and sort of drawing some of these parallels um, to now the, the community is exactly the kind of people that are on this call right now that are that are part of this podcast they they've changed fundamentally they showed up expecting a payday and after only a couple of months when they started to really understand how much they had been deceived how um how bad the corruption actually was um what we were actually dealing with that there was no calvary coming to save us there was no one person there was no uh, institution uh, or or you know any um, uh, organization that even had the responsibility of oversight or investigation or regulation or prosecution um, that was going to solve the kind of problems that we had. And then suddenly, when they understood that, and they understood um, again who the real enemy was and and really what we were dealing with, suddenly the um the shift starts to happen where you had a lot of people that were talking about like the lamborghini that they were going to buy when they got their payday or the mansion that they were going to buy uh when they finally got their money from this squeeze um very quickly transitioned into uh you know i just um i'm i'm starting to get a little emotional here because as i said before it's it's so relevant to some of the things that we've been talking about. And you start to see their message saying, uh, I just want to buy my mom a house. I just want to go and feed the homeless guy on the corner that I'm so poor, I can barely take care of myself and I haven't been able to give him anything or help in any way. And there was just this, this, uh, this emotional, this spiritual shift into suddenly not wanting to buy things or consume things, um, but to provide things. And it, and it falls right in line with like, we're fighting the destroyers and all we wanna do is build. Um, and, and now we're having to go within and we're, we're learning how to live in the light and we're learning to relinquish the I told you so and the egotistic side of things and just wanting to be right and, and, and we're sort of redefining the things that we want for ourselves and for those who we love the most and for humanity. Um, and that's what created this shift. And it just goes right back to what Rhode Island said earlier, that the things that you want and that you value right now are not the things that you're going to want or that you're going to value when you get through this storm and we're on the other side and it's just about healing. It's about love. Um, it's about oneness. It's about understanding this incredible connection that we all have and how quickly that we can solve the world's problems. If really, really good people just had an opportunity to have the same kind of financial freedom, um, that these, that these terrible, the enemies of humanity have really dominated the entire time. So uh, I know that was long-winded. Um, I have plenty more that I could talk about or elaborate on, but I, but I just want to pause there 
um, and just kind of catch my breath and take a drink of water. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was great, man. That you did, you laid that out beautifully, absolutely beautifully. I, I could comment on a lot of the things that you had to say, but Destin has been very patient, and we actually haven't heard from her yet. So I do want her to give, uh, I want to give her an opportunity to to share some thoughts on basically anything that we've talked about tonight. I know that earlier we were talking about, uh, well, you had mentioned the sound of freedom some of the moves that Mel Gibson is making as he's suddenly reemerging and really tying this into something fundamentally important. I think as far as I'm concerned, the most important aspect of this war is rescuing children and ultimately learning, relearning as a species, how to value. I mean, we we're just talking about what we value. I mean, that's been a big topic for tonight's conversation. Placing that, and, I, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I think that humanity deep down inside still values innocence, but we can see that this is exactly what the enemy is attacking openly now, uh, very openly. And it, this really is a, a fundamentally important aspect of our discussion. So I think I want to give Destin a chance to share some thoughts on, on that aspect of things. And certainly if you want to tie it into anything else you've heard, certainly there's been a lot of uh, topics raised tonight. So give us your thoughts. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll go back to, I guess, make a full circle. So I haven't been doing this as long as Soren Dove, but um, I'm known in the uh, Patriot community as a digger, and I rebranded myself as a real searcher instead of a researcher, because I don't care where the truth leads me as long as I get to the truth. But it's, you know, you do start out digging and going down all these rabbit holes like, like, um, has been mentioned tonight and I do find that again like has been mentioned tonight where you end up is is it's not about me it's about we and it is going within and it is the spiritual journey and awakening um you know to the light to to our true potential and yes I did want to talk about um the sound of freedom and what Mel Gibson is bringing up just because I think that for everybody's, like you've said, Patriot, a thousand times, it's an individual awakening. It's a process that we all go through. But it, what affects these people in their process to get to that point where they're they're waking up? And I think, you know, financial, the children, um, you know, there's a variety of things. But with the Sound of Freedom coming out, I think that's going to, it's a little vanilla, um, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it doesn't really shine a light on um, how how evil and corrupt it is. But it is a very good, I would say, for the for mainstream America. It's going to be a great movie for everybody to go see. And then I'm really interested in what Mel Gibson is going to bring to the table with the four things because he's been he's been out there, you know, he was called crazy and conspiracy theorist and all kinds of things, kind of blackballed a little bit in Hollywood way back when for speaking out. So, um, yeah, but I think, I think this has been a really good round table. I think that it kind of sh shows everybody, you know, we're all in different places and uh, kind of what the progression has been from the beginning to, you know, just starting to wake up, just realizing that you're being lied to and how that goes through. And I'll also say this, um, they were talking about teachers and students and what have you. 
something I found that worked in my my family personally is um, because it was a battle. It started probably about 2015 with a couple of digs that I was going on. And then, you know, the whole family was like, you're crazy, you're this, you're that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I, I was I was wanting to um, pretty much strangle my husband, to be honest with you. Like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So his one of his passions is silver. And um, he likes um, precious metals. So I thought, okay, let me find somebody on YouTube that I know is awake, but is also a stacker and start sending him videos. So that's what I would do. And it took about, this is over about a year, year and a half um, time frame. but he would say, hey, have you heard about XYZ? I'll tell you one of the things he talked about was the stuff with GameStop. And um, I'll, of course, you know, I'm reading all kinds of things every day. So a lot of it I had heard of, but even if I had heard about it, I would say, no, really, tell me more. So I became the student. <laughs> kind of in a roundabout way, you know, and just they're out of town now. And he sent me something today on Robert Kennedy Jr. And every time he does that, even if I already know that information, I smile because now he's looking into information and stuff that's outside of silver stacking, right? It just kind of, it, that, that was his gateway into the awakening. I think I just needed to find something, someone that wasn't me, um, because I had become so passionate about everything and about the kids and, you know, adrenochrome and the whole nine yards. Like he thought I was completely, I, I needed to be committed. Um, so finding those little things, those little nuggets, whatever your family member, whoever you're trying to get through to not being so down in their, you know, in their face about it, but finding something that, that they're passionate about and then finding something that correlates with that a parallel to the to someone who is awake that can be another voice outside of yourself um that that's been a bonus for me you know we're all learning we're all going through this and um no we're not all crazy <laughs> <laughs> no we're not we're absolutely not and you know you're out you know you're right i mean and one of the things that you said early on when you were making your comments is that you know all of this, you know, kind of struck me that there are so many different aspects to this plan. And that what I said earlier was that, you know, we're living through this movie, but the movie's not really intended for us. And I think we have to remember, and I think, you know, Destin reminded us that we had to be exposed to evil before we decided to walk down this path that led us ultimately to conversations like this about going within. But we have to also recognize that the, you know, the rest of the world is, is, not even remotely there yet. And I think it's because they have resisted this idea of a, a basically accepting the evil that's in the world, despite all of our efforts to show them, despite all of the evidence that's out there, there has been such a brick wall that's been put up in their consciousness through MK Ultra programming, through years of conditioning, through what they've done to the DNA. I mean, we could go on and on and on about it, but the point I'm making is that it's very important for us to have these types of conversations because this is ultimately where we're heading. This is, this is how we're ascending, but we also have to recognize that the rest of the world needs to be brought up to speed on all of these things. And, you know, you're talking about the sound of freedom and I actually haven't seen it. I've heard 
a lot of people talk about it. I'm very curious to see it, but basically what I've heard is Dustin, what you explained that it's pretty um, suitable for mainstream. It's not, it doesn't go into anything that's really hardcore and horrific that ultimately is going to come out. But I think it's going to start to open up the avenues of conversation so that people are going to be talking about this. This is really all about consciousness as we know. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring everybody along with us. I think American talked about it. There are several of you who have talked about it. This is where we go one, we go all. We have to recognize where other people are and that we had to experience the same things. And for us, this was a choice that we made. And for everyone else, this is going to be ultimately thrust upon them by circumstances that, I mean, they've been trying to resist this information their entire lives. So I think it's important for us to, you know, explore both sides. And I think, Destin, uh, you reminded us of that. So uh, we're getting, uh, we've been on, I think, for about two hours. So I think it's probably time to sort of wind things down. And what I like to do at the end is uh, give everybody an opportunity, you know, just kind of leave us with some parting thoughts and uh, we'll get together again, hopefully, in the not too distant future. Sarah, go ahead. Yes, perfect timing. So I just what you were talking about, I just kind of wanted to jump on is, is this, you know, I, I, I tend to put down this concept of we keep diving deeper into the matrix, right? But I give thanks and even gratitude for the process that going through disclosure and discernment gives you in the awakening process. So, you know, I had to, up to three years ago, I, I didn't have any connection to God. I didn't have any connection to, to spirit. Like I just, I wasn't against it. I just didn't grow up with it. I was indifferent to it. And I had to go through my journey to bring me to, to going within and, and finding that connection. So I had to go through a spiritual, um, I did yoga school, you know, I learned, I did all the plant medicine. I learned, um, how to meditate to realize, you know, to learn that meditation is a mind activity. Your spirit actually leaves the body and they abduct us through the mind. So, you know, I had to go through that to realize, okay, meditation isn't actually, you know, that's the indoctrination of the spiritual world you have to meditate from the heart <laughs> and I don't know, you know, we need a better word than meditate, but it's, it's, it's sitting in your heart, calling spirit and the light in. Okay. So I had to go through that. Then I had to, um, I got, you know, I got really, really sick. I won't go into that, but to find med beds and to discover med beds and then to get to the point of realizing I don't want a med bed. I'm the walking med bed. And then through MedBeds, um, Sky and the MedBed program, like she's she's all about redemption. You need money for all these MedBed centers. So I found Love One Society and I went down the path of discovering, you know, the truth of our financial, the truth of the farmer's claim, the QFS, uh, redemption process and how that was going to work to draft a 50, 50 page proposal because it's what I did for a living for a long time. To, to get to the point where I would normally insert like a recommendation, ask for budget, ask for money to realize, okay, so if everyone's getting money and, and, you know, just, just some last comments on money, money is black magic. It was, it's a, it's something that was created off planet and, and Q, Q said, said some really interesting questions the other day for us to ponder. He goes, so let me get this straight. You pay for, you pay rent 
to live on a planet that you created and that is one with you. You pay for water, which is literally your, like our blood, like we're made of water. We pay for food. We pay, like we pay for these things, right? That, that are literally of our creation. We created it. It's ours to begin with. <laughs> and so, and then now we're talking about, you know, redemption and how everyone's going to just yeah. the Jubilee, right? Everyone's just going to get it all. So, so what is it for me to, at the end of my project, even ask for money? Like, what is money at that point? It's, there is no value in money. It's enslavement. It's, that's not the exchange. The exchange is us as a resource. We are the value, right? So, so then I started down that path of, okay, what is life without money? And stopped um, even wanting QFS. I mean, QFS, don't get me wrong. Like I know it's coming and, and, and I do believe it's, 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 it's not going to be in, in the way a bank is today, but it really is just another bank. Like we're not getting beyond it yet. Right. So it's to me, just a stepping stone, but I'm, I'm also not creating that in my reality. I'm, I'm living beyond that. And then, and then, you know, then I had to, to find Q and, 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 and he, he, he's taught me just like, Oh God, I just expanded in, in months time in, in terms of my consciousness, but to what, what he gave me was I'm, re I'm not learning from him. Even I'm actually remembering my knowledge. I may not have the experience. I may not have the memories, but the way I speak and the way I articulate, I'm really tired today. I'm jelly, but um, I'm remembering, I'm not speaking from and like, no one's told me this. Like it's, 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 it's the knowledge within, right? We are one with the universe. We are not separate. We have all the knowledge in the universe, all of it. We just have to access it. Going within, calling in your light, calling in your power, your magic. So I defined Q and then I went down the rabbit hole. I found in the storm news. I, I for two months, just full-time, just watching these videos, which would pretty much be eight hour, eight hour videos. But I had to, find Q before I went down the rabbit hole so that I wouldn't stay in the rabbit hole. He kept me like, don't live in time. Don't live. Everything you're watching has already happened. Therefore you're living in the mind. You're living in time. You're creating new timelines from there. Right. So, so then I had to, to, to come out of that. Right. So, uh, you know, I could keep going on and on and on. Like then I, then I got all ready. I got Jetson white ready with the apocalypse. Like, I got all impatient for the EBS and then midterms happened. I, I got frustrated, you know, like I was there, but then you, you get to this point where like, you don't even want the EBS. I, I don't want that for someone because I made the choice the whole way through. I made the choice every single step of the way to choose, you know, to, to, to go down that hole, whatever hole it was, and to then come to this feeling, coming to this knowledge and this remembering nothing outside of me could waver can waver me now so you know for me to now want an ebs you know it, it's almost like it's almost like saying i want you to be fire hosed with what you know i spent the last three years full time like i've dedicated my just full time i live and breathe this is who i am now i want to fire hose you in some eight hour videos three 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 videos a day, um, you know, to relieve my suffering. It's like, so, so because I have this definition of freedom and what truth is that, that 
you should suffer for that. Like it, it's just, you know, but, but I can appreciate that, like informed consent, right. Or, or how we, have we all chosen to live this life? We weren't really informed, but, but we were, I mean, do you even, he says the other day, he goes, so I want to pose this to you guys. What if the EBS has already been sounded? Because he's, he's starting, he's starting project review right now with Q. Like he's already redemption. Like he's, he's beyond he's already living as if EBS has happened. Like, so what was COVID? COVID was a lockdown. Okay. What, what are these forest fires and all this smog in the air? I mean, that's, those are nuclear bombs. Like EBS is, it's <laughs> in plain sight. It's, it's already been sounded. So, you know, I was kind of alluding to this earlier. Like, so EBS happens tomorrow. Are we ready? Are, are we ready to, to just get up the next day and and start living this new world like that's not how it happens right so we're we're in this waiting game and i guess i i have a very very huge appreciation and i want to just make a point there of the awakening process and of um still diving deeper into the matrix to get out of the matrix i i had to i had to go deeper into all those systems and discover and and come to this realization of the power that I am right as consciousness as creator I create my reality and it's and it's it's hard for me because it it all sounds so woo-woo and it's still so new for me to put language to it um but and I think I think Petra even said that in your chat you know it's, it's hard to it's hard to really articulate the feelings we're now having like the level of uh and they've actually designed like design the English language to be restrictive in that sense so that we can't talk about ascension and and ascent in fact a lot of the words we're saying they're they're spells like they're with the t's and the yeah, it's just I won't go down that road but I just I just wanted to highlight that I'm not you know against disclosure and against um discerning the truth like you you do have to go through that process to to but you, you have to come out of it you know like and I think that's that's what I'm missing is where are the people around me that are that are out of it, like in it but out of it, and 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 so not creating more of it because listen, EBS may happen and I'm keeping a tabs on it, but I'm not living so much in there that I'm creating the need for an EBS because I don't need an EBS by me calling in light. And existing in this universe and just driving down the road, walking down the street, that's more than any EBS could give us. So I just wanted to leave that. Well said. Well said, Sarah. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, let me go over to uh, American. Leave us with some final thoughts, if you would. Sure. Listen, what this has become is now what we have to dismantle. Listen. We have to go out, take part in, reach others, and continually do so. This is how we win this, and it is going to be won. But yeah, we do have to find the courage and muster up this energy that we have at these roundtables and bring it out to reach other people and let's not forget that absolutely brother amen to that all right patricia go ahead 
Well, I wanted to mention that uh, I um, could relate to everything ATX was saying, um, and I'm certainly glad that I retired um, just before Q got started, and we really walked into this intense battle um, of good and evil um, because once once you're retired, you're really able to leg off of that one side of the fence, the matrix side, and 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 um, spend more time jumping over <laughs> onto the the spiritual side. And I don't know how I would be where I am if I wasn't retired and able to do that. And even with the progress I've made over these last few years, I still get triggered um, when I'm watching um, events happening. And I try to just read headlines and not really go beyond that because it still triggers me. I, and I don't want to um, go into anger uh, or, uh, uh, because I know that that lowers my vibration. Um, so I really believe that we all need to det detach. That's, I like that word, detach from the matrix as often and as much as possible to keep um, and keep our focus on where we're going in the future. On it, the quicker we will create it, and the less ugly the the transition will be. And and then that's when we're going to really understand how powerful we are. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. All right, let's go over to Rhode Island. Well, I just want to thank everybody uh, for all your beautiful thoughts um, this evening. And thank you to the audience and to Patriot and to our friends who are not um, on the round table tonight. Um, I just, uh, I'm gonna be short, but I find that all of you are just beautiful souls and give me a lot of strength to recharge and get out there and um, uh, be good to my uh, fe fellow humans. So thank you so much for giving me so much uh, strength and recharge. On a kind of a funny, positive, uh, really positive note, Patriot, I'm, I'm, what I'm really looking forward to after all of this is kind of over um, and that we, we can actually meet, you know, maybe you can organize a, you know, annual Patriot Underground picnic so we can all meet each other. <laughs> I'm just old fashioned potluck. What do you say? I say absolutely. And we get to the other side of this thing and, you know, I, I'm, it'd be my honor. It'd be my honor. Absolutely. Rhode Island. Thank you so well, much for the kind words. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I love you all. We love you too. All right, Will, go ahead. Oh, <clears throat> I'm pretty touched by where the conversation has gone tonight. Um, very encouraged as I've been feeling this from the onset and our focus is, and I've been somewhat guilty too on all the physical things in the world and everything that's going on when our focus needs to be within. And 
that our reality, it comes out of what we focus on. And we focus on all the, it goes back to that scripture I mentioned earlier, we focus on everything of the world, that's our reality. That's what we're going to be living from, out from. When we turn within, and the truth that is from the creator, from Yahweh, God, that he placed in all of us. And that's what Sarah was talking about is, is, is in her meditation that she heard things and received things uh, that she didn't receive anywhere else. It was just in her. Well, that's true of everyone. That's where we need to focus. That's where we need to have our reality come from is from the what's given within and not that we can't know of what's going on in the world, but not live our reality from that, but live our reality from the oneness that is the same in all of us, given by the creator God, that Yahweh determined for us, that was his intention, and that's how we'll ascend. And ascension isn't up, ascension is in, it's within. We ascend in and not of the world. And it's just, I'm so encouraged that, Patriot, you, you, you provided this avenue, and this is what we need to concentrate on. And this will bring us where we all want to go. And I'll just stand here. I'm going to start tearing up. So thank you, everyone. I love everyone here. And it's, this has been very, very encouraging and meaningful to me. So praise God. Well, thank you, Will, so much. Beautiful words. All right, let's go over to Soaring Dove. Well, I couldn't agree more with what Will just said. I think it's 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 just really feels good. That encouragement that he's referring to, it just feels good for a change to see things starting to line up and go in the right direction. It feels like, you know, somebody else is driving and I can take a break. And, you know, that's because we're we're sitting in God's palm of his hand. And he's carrying us through this. None of us have been harmed, totally. I mean, sure, we've had our bumps and our bruises, but we're all still here. We're all still going. We're going to make it. And I, I think where we're headed is similar. I've tried to imagine this when you when you like go to a funeral and you know that a, that somebody has died. And I've heard stories about people that have had near-death experiences and and psychic experiences where they've seen the people who died but they can see them walking around and trying to talk to people that are at the funeral because he doesn't know he's dead he hadn't figured out that he actually died because we are not 100% made up of this physical body who we really are is not physical at all. Well, it is on a minute level, but not that we can see for sure. But what it, what we're getting ready to go through and what, what I have already processed in like letting go of the old life, the old world, the people that were in it is 
like we are this what we are what what is actually happening is the real life that we had before now that entity has died but the body went with them we died from that old life and now we are taking our bodies with us to the new world but our bodies are going to transform also as in some of these experiences people are having where you have different sleep habits or you you know you have you know you used to love to eat potato chips and now you can't stand to eat them and things that are subtly gradually changing like that in our physical bodies where we will end up our bodies will be totally different from what they are now i can't imagine how but i have been told what we will be able to do and it's going to be because of our new bodies as in silicon based not carbon based and that's a long story and i don't want to go there right now because i'd talk forever but um it's an interesting one because I think that's where we're headed. And when you're silicon based, you don't have to drink water to survive. But if you're carbon based, you do. And I believe that was manipulated. But I think when we go to this next level, there's going to be a transformation that go back to a minute ago when I was talking about a horizontal duality versus a vertical unity, which is where we're going. That will be the fifth dimension and that will leave duality behind. And that will be us having the perspective from inside looking out in any direction unlimited and that's where that's where we're that's our goal and i think we're going to make it i want to thank everybody for being here i'm with will this was an exceptionally good round table it's really been uh, moving and and um very very special to me also and um i really 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 would look forward to having a conversation um, between now and the next round table it, with anybody who wants to strike one up. And I think a lot more discussions need to be had on all of, not just the, the talk, but the gathering and the feeling and the sharing of the love and the energy is just absolutely fabulous. And I think there needs to be more of it. And I love this group and I love the fact that all of you are critical thinkers, which is so few and far between these days. It's hard to find. And I love coming here because that's I know I'll find that here. And Patriot, I thank you so much for all that you've done. You have just shined so bright out there in the yonder where you've pioneered and you've done such a fabulous job. And I just I, I, I feel like I know you like you're my brother. Because you are, but uh, you that know, is so one sweet. Of, thank you. I just really look forward to these, and I don't want to miss a minute of any one of them. And I'll, I'll leave it there so somebody else can talk. So I love you we all. We love you, Soaring Dove. Have a good we love one. you, Soaring Dove. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. That was beautiful. Bye. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I'm so touched right now. All right, let's go over to. Uh, let's see who I would. Uh, let's go to ATX. Go ahead. Yeah, Patriot. Um, 
man, I, I just want to thank you so much again for including me. Um, this being my first one, it was an incredible experience. And I think the reason I felt like what I shared is so relevant, um, you know, Dustin mentioned that this is something that is now a connection um, between us and, and someone that we love, right? That may not understand uh, the government side of it, the corruption and all of the things that we sort of, you know, um, have, have come to understand as being the truth uh, through our own research and due diligence to uh, QAnon, to this community, to talks like this. I think that the, the financial side of it, um, it allows a lot of people who would have never touched Q with a 10 foot pole to sort of go through the same process and um, to get to the point to where like we are right now, the things that we're talking about going through the spiritual awakening, these are just avenues to get people to wake up and to understand and go through their own process, right? Um, and once that happens, you sort of get into this, I think really what, what the theme of tonight's episode was around, um, is the, the spiritual energy that's becoming so evident. And, you know, Sarah said, um, that, you know, even as recent as like three years ago, she wasn't spiritual or, or very close to God. Um, and I, I identify with that. I, I feel the same way. I never turned away from God. Um, but I think religion definitely obscured my perception and understanding of God and what that relationship is supposed to be. And now that I've relinquished that, uh, I've relinquished the fear, um, the things that I know that I can't control because that is faith. It's, it's all in, it's an understanding and a knowing and a comprehension, um, that really makes it so complete that we're able to get on. And even though we know we don't have the words to articulate what we're truly feeling, we try. And I think that's part of the process. Um, as we continue to talk through these things and, and you know, uh, reveal more of ourselves and become emotionally exposed to complete strangers, uh, we find it's actually a lot more normal than we've been led to believe. And I'm just so thankful that we have an outlet that we can do it. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Thank you, my friend. I really couldn't agree more. All right, Destin, why don't you round it out for us? I, I agree with everybody. I think this has been an awesome uh, roundtable. I mean, there's a lot of people that are just now starting to, to wake up um, and beginning their process. And so as everybody has talked about tonight, I feel like, you know, we have a purpose and, and our purpose is to help those that are coming along in their journey. And, um, you know, just a lot of patience is going to be necessary and um, having an open heart and an open mind um, will give everyone an abundance of life, love, health and wealth. And um, I wish everybody a happy Father's Day. And I'm so happy to be part of this community, too. I mean, I think you've done a fabulous job in it, uh, Patriot, and I've I've been doing the social media thing for some time now, and I can tell you, it, it's never easy. Sometimes it's fun. Um, most of the time it's fun, but it, it is a lot of work. Um, and my hat's off to you because you have, uh, you know, pushed through and done. And anytime, you know, I tell Janine all the time, and this too shall pass. 
So don't get stressed out so much that, um, you know, you want to quit because we don't want you to quit ever. <laughs> but, and I, and I don't want her to quit ever, but you know, you got to find, I told her, I said, you got to find something that even when you feel like giving up and you've had enough and you just can't do it anymore, what's going to push you through and whatever that is, grab a hold of it, you know, and, and grab a bull by the horns, so to speak, and hang in there like a bit, you know, hair in a biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. And, you know, I, I don't have any intentions of quitting. You know, this is my passion. I found uh, something that I never imagined in my wildest dreams that I was going to find in this community. And it's the greatest honor of my life. There are times when we all need to take a break. They're all, you know, all of us are human. You know, it, this, this process weighs on all of us. And I think that's also something important to, for people to hear because there are a lot of people out there who are feeling isolated. They're feeling tired. They're just worn down. And I think that hearing other kindred spirits out there, people who have the same experiences makes all the difference. And I've, I've certainly, I've been reminded of that recently, the love in this community. I mean, I just can't even put into words what it means to me to have been blessed with the ability to bring people together. I can't agree more. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but any one of us could have said it. The beautiful souls that gravitate toward these conversations. And I really do believe that we're pioneering some incredible work for humanity. I think that we're only beginning to understand to understand this scope of the importance of what we're doing. And it's just my honor. I thank you all for the kind words. I thank you for sharing all of your wisdom, your knowledge, your analysis. I mean, it's just been, but really this has been a deeply, as everyone has said, it's been a deeply spiritual conversation. I think we've we've gone, I think, a couple of levels deeper even than we've gone in the past. And it's it's truly amazing because I never really know uh, how these conversations are going to go. I take some notes. I think I'm going to steer it in one direction. Then it just kind of evolves into whatever it's going to be. And tonight it evolved into a, just an absolutely beautiful exchange of ideas and sentiments that I think all of us are going to walk away from this conversation being enriched from. And certainly my hope and my prayer is that everybody out there in the audience feels the same way. So we're going to end it here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll be back soon with another report. Until then, God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.